Welcome everyone to the podcast. I'm Coach John Bush along with Dr. Anahita Barbode and today we're going to be focusing on how to increase emotional intelligence in children and why emotional intelligence is so important. So my name's John Bush. I'm a social skills coach that teaches teenagers and adults how to be more charismatic and get along with people. And my co-host is Dr. Anahita Barbode who is a doctor of education with a specialty in social emotional learning and an expert in emotional intelligence in children. So tell us, what is emotional intelligence and what inspired your passion in this subject? I want to start by defining emotional intelligence so everyone knows what we are talking about. Simply put, emotional intelligence is the skill needed to understand our own emotions and the emotions of others. And the ability to use this understanding to communicate effectively and make good decisions. The first component of this is understanding our own emotions, which is called self-awareness. The second part is understanding other people's emotions and how our actions affect other people's emotions. That is known as empathy. Finally, the capability to incorporate your emotions and those other people into everyday decision-making is the third part of emotional intelligence, and it's called social skills. The other day, we were talking about the current problems in today's society. And you mentioned that your clients are having problems with very basic social skills. Not only do they struggle with communicating their emotions to others and expressing them in a healthy manner, but oftentimes they don't understand what they're feeling. And in some cases, they're not even aware they're experiencing an emotion at all. Yeah, exactly. I encounter people every day that don't have the basic social skills needed to have a successful life. They don't know how to talk to people. They don't know how to confidently hold eye contact. They don't even know how to be comfortable in their own skin. And so one day you and I were talking and I was mentioning half my job is undoing the damage of childhood. And it would be so much easier if I could get to these people before all the unhelpful programming was done to begin with. They learned so many unhelpful skills, unhelpful things that I have to untrain so I can get them back on track to being a confident and charismatic person. And that's how we started working together to begin with, because prior to working with you, I never worked with anyone that was younger than a teenager. I love kids, but I haven't been a kid in a very long time. I do not know how children think. I don't know what motivates children. And because that was your expertise, our skills overlapped beautifully. I understand the mind of a teenager and a young adult, but I needed your help to design a program for younger children. Exactly. Nowhere in life, neither in school nor anywhere else, did they learn how to handle their emotion? This made us ask the question, what would happen if we learn about emotions from very young age? Would we still have the same problems? That question inspired us to start SEAL Project to have people understand the importance of the ability to perceive, use, manage, and handle emotions at a very young age. Our goal in our project is provide online services for parents and people who are interested in improving their children's emotional intelligence. So as an expert in social emotional intelligence in children, why do you think learning about emotional intelligence is so important? American children from disadvantaged to the wealthy exhibit a decline in score across the board on 40 different standards of various social and emotional skills. Many young children are experiencing mental health challenges. 
and our society doesn't provide the resources needed to meet their needs. As a matter of fact, children entering schools are unprepared on how to handle, how to recognize their emotion, and educators are doing their best to meet the high academic expectation of modern schools. Teachers by mistake confuse unmanaged stress with challenging behavior in children. This kind of situation can be considered as a downward spiral of one stress reaction after another in which both teachers and children are caught in it. Studies have shown that children's social and emotional learning begins as early as two and stabilizes around the age of eight, and children with a high degree of social intelligence are likely to avoid depression, violence, and mental health challenges as they grow older. Learning about emotional intelligence is important as it helps children to calm their body, quiet their minds, and identify and manage their emotions. It helps the children to get prepared to face challenges and opportunities. Learning about emotional intelligence increases self-confidence in children, enables them to handle conflicts properly, and improves their mental health. Research has shown that implementing emotional intelligence in the curriculum greatly impacts students' academic success and helps the students and teachers maintain and strengthen their positive relationships. And this implies that increasing emotional intelligence by identifying and managing emotions, resolving conflict non-violently, and effective communication help the children to make good decisions, be more empathetic, and learn how to positively react when they face setbacks. Children acquire skills that help them handle their emotion, develop and attain positive goals, empathize with others, establish and sustain positive connection, and form responsible decisions. Yeah, absolutely. I deal with a lot of older people, whether they be teenagers or adults, that are dealing with depression. And it's one of those things that because they lacked the necessary social and emotional skills, they didn't learn them when they were young. As adults and as teenagers, they find themselves in this situation where they just don't know how to handle their own emotions and they don't know how to deal with the problems that life set at them. So I can absolutely see how teaching them at a young age to not have the problems that so many future adults have would just be so valuable and, and such an important thing that parents and teachers could do for children. So absolutely, I can definitely see how teaching emotional intelligence to children is going to be extremely important and have a major impact on their life. So you mentioned earlier about the SEAL project. So tell us more about that. How does the SEAL project assist parents and teachers in increasing the emotional intelligence of their children and students? The good thing about emotional intelligence is it's not fixed. We have the power to create the result we want. You have the power to change directions. You have the capacity to interrupt the patterns that don't work while intentionally doubling down on the things that do. I'm going to give you an example. One day in, my, in the outdoor area of my class, one of my students wanted to ride a bike and his friend pushed him, jump on the bike and rode away. My student started to cry as he tried to grab the bike. This is a typical scene on any playground. However, research has shown that children with a high degree of emotional intelligence can tune into feelings and use that information to solve the problem. In this scenario, it would be knowing that the child's actions can cause emotional distress to their friends. 
By understanding what it means to be sad and knowing how sad their friends are when their favorite toys are snatched from their hand, the child acts differently. Yeah, absolutely. This is super important. It's a huge problem if they get to be a teenager or adult and they don't care about the impact their actions are having on others. It's a big source of bullying and just being a jerk in general. When someone views the world as though they're the only person that matters and they feel free to act without considering the impact they're having on the feelings of the other people. I see this all the time, especially in teenagers. They say mean things to others just to get a reaction from the people listening in. And it's a massive problem when it comes to social media. The problem with social media is even people that have learned the skills that you're talking about, that is the ability to recognize when they're hurting someone, often act terribly because they're not getting the social cues from the other person that they would be getting if they were face to face. So social media becomes an excellent example of what the world would be like if no one had the ability to recognize how their behavior impacts others. When people can't see the damage they're causing because they can't see the facial expressions of their victims, they become excessively selfish and cruel. They're willing to say things that are so hurtful they would never say them to someone's face. Without this skill that you're teaching children, our entire society would behave like Twitter. So I can definitely see how teaching this to children at a young age can help prevent future bullying in our society. And with that in mind, how do we teach children how to recognize different emotions? The very first step would be self-awareness. That's where teachers and parents come in. We can help the child to know and understand their feeling and how to handle their emotion properly. Every time we invest in the child, it contributes to the future success. As we know, emotional intelligence is not fixed. With the help and practice, parents and teachers can contribute to increasing emotional intelligence. In order to increase emotional intelligence, children should be able to recognize and identify their own feelings. One of the very first steps and most basic steps that parents and teachers can take is to practice self-awareness by finding every opportunity to name child's emotions and validate those emotions by acknowledging the fact that the child has a right to feel what they feel. By accepting the child's full range of emotions, children will become aware of their own feeling. Ask a question like, what do you feel? Do you feel happy or sad? Why do you think you are happy or sad? Use books, songs, or videos to talk about how someone look and act when they feel different emotions. How do you think that girl feels? What do you see? Use words in English or your home language. You look surprised when the dog barked. Motivate your child to talk about feeling. Respond with empathy. I'm sorry you're feeling sad because you didn't get to see your teacher. Yeah, and you make a really good point about validating children's feelings because it's very common in a lot of cultures, including our own, that boys aren't supposed to cry. Real men don't cry. So what you end up with is that in many cultures all over the world, you're teaching young children and young men that the only emotion that they're allowed to have that is acceptable is anger. And so you see all kinds of men who have anger management problems because they were taught not to cry, you have to be strong, you have to do this and that, and don't do all these bad emotions that supposedly boys aren't supposed to do. And so the result is when they have a situation that makes them sad and they know they're not allowed to cry, they get mad instead because someone made them sad because anger is their go-to emotion for all their situations. And you can solve a lot of these problems by validating their emotions and allowing them to feel them and not teaching them to use inappropriate emotions like anger in situations where the real problem was just that they were feeling sad. 
So now that we've validated the child's emotion, what is it that we do next? Then the next step is to teach children how to handle those emotions in a positive way. An example of positively handling their emotions can be taking a deep breath, create a cool down plan ahead of time, and have the child follow the steps to calm down. Teachers can designate a specific place in their classroom for when they feel sad or frustrated and so on. Intervene when you see a child facing challenges. Tell them how to react in a positive way and tell them how reacting in a negative way can be harmful. Allow the child to tune into her own feeling so she learns to handle her own feelings in a positive way. Discuss new ways your child can respond when feeling stressed. Remember when John took your car, you were so angry you yelled at him. What will you do? If that happens this time, okay, you will ask him to give it back. Define positive manners to help calm down uh, when emotions feel out of control. Take a deep breath. Would you like to take a break? The third step is to teach the child how their actions can impact other people around them and how those actions make others feel sad or happy. An example of that would be when you tell your child if she helps grandma, grandma will be happy, or if she snatched the toys from her brother, he will be sad. As Maria Montessori said, create the inner voice in children. Our talk to our children becomes their inner voice. By providing solutions for children on how to positively manage their emotions, we create the inner voice that Maria Montessori talked about. So later on, when they grow older, they will have the inner voice of how to handle their emotions. You make an excellent point there. The inner voice problems that adults have are huge. For the vast majority of people I know, the cruelest, meanest, most horrible person that they know is their own internal thoughts. They talk like a jerk to themselves. You drop something, you say, why'd you do that? Oh, you're so stupid, what a moron. They'll just say mean things. And these critical inner voices are taught to them at a young age. A lot of people do not speak to young children the way they would to an adult. They say much meaner things to kids than they would to an adult. You might think that's sort of the opposite, but you don't generally go around calling an adult an idiot every time they say something wrong or do something wrong, but it is extremely common to say very hurtful things to children. And children are just sponges. They just believe what you tell them. And when you tell them horrible things, they believe horrible things about themselves. And so they grow with this negative internal dialogue that is always treating them in a horrible manner. And it is incredible to think how different their life could be if their internal dialogue was cheering them on and encouraging them and helping them to do better and be better and accomplish more rather than always being there negatively telling them you're probably going to fail there's no point in trying other people can do it but you're too stupid and all these other really negative things that that internal voice says for so many people so I know I personally end up working with a lot of people on the autism spectrum. So how would you say that learning emotional intelligence can help children with special needs? Well, knowing that some special needs children, including children with ADHD, have trouble understanding social cues could help parents and teachers intervene and provide some guidance to help them understand their own emotions and how to read other people's emotions. It also helped them have a positive relationship with other people and communicate effectively in their social environment. 
Yeah, you make such a good point about teaching them to read other people's emotions. One of the big problems that we have in this society is that when it comes to social skills, and this is something I've complained about for years, we don't tend to teach it in school because we just kind of assume it's automatic. We'll teach you history, we'll teach you math, we'll teach you English, but we don't take any time to actually teach social skills. We assume that your interactions with other children when you're on the playground or in the classroom are good enough for you to learn these things. And so you end up with people, especially those with special needs, not understanding how to properly read other people. And so I can encounter this all the time, and it's exactly like you said. Emotional intelligence is a learnable skill. You can actually teach this. In the same way that I teach people charisma, which is often thought of as something that you're either born with or you're not, but is absolutely a learnable skill, so is the ability to read and understand other people's emotions. As a matter of fact, autistic clients are some of the easiest people that I work with because they're just sponges. They, they want to know this so badly, and nobody has ever bothered to tell them that if you hold eye contact too long, it comes across as creepy, or if you never make eye contact, it comes across as disinterested. And they just need to be told this is the behavior that you want to exhibit that will send this message and then you just train them how to do it and they do it. We're going to be wrapping up this podcast soon but before we go what are the major takeaways that you would want our audience to walk away from this podcast with? Observes children's emotional states. Label children's feeling and your own with uncomplicated words such as angry, happy, sad. Accept children's entire spectrum of emotions as normal. Relate to your children's emotions. Modeling the behavior of how to handle the emotion properly to create a positive inner voice for children. And one extra thing that I would definitely encourage all the people listening to really take away from here is you want to get this right. You want to teach this to your young children now so that you don't have to hire me later. It's a lot more work to fix a teenager or an adult than it is to just get the child right to begin with, teach them how to believe in themselves, how to be confident, how to understand people, and how to fit into society as a happy, healthy, undepressed, good person. So do this now. Do this while they're young. Get it right while they're young, and it'll be so much easier for them in the future.